0: If you're resisting it, you're resisting the entire universe. You're ignoring what's stirring in your own heart and your own mind. It is not something to resist. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting five to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed onto greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy A week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo, fellow adventurer, Mike Dooley, here to remind you that your thoughts become things through a spiritual tune-up. Kicking off the week, Mike, what to do when feeling off. Enjoy it. Let it move through you. Address it. I feel like these are upgrades, which is cool and seems right as you would grow and grow and grow again. So maybe celebrate when you feel off. This is an enlightened perspective. The questioner has really got it going on. As opposed to stomp it out, crush it, ignore it sweep it under the carpet never a good approach so kudos to the person who's wondering whether or not they should celebrate every moment of their life obviously the answer is yes recognizing of course that emotionally it is so normal and so natural to have you know gentle highs and lows this provides perspective this gives context It helps you understand what you love and what you don't love. It's part of the richness of the journey of life in these sacred jungles of time and space. So yes, by all means, it is something to celebrate. The last thing you would ever wanna do is resist, okay? If you're resisting it, you are resisting the entire universe. You're ignoring what's stirring in your own heart and your own mind. It is not something to resist if it goes beyond a natural ebbing and flowing, which is very often the case in these primitive times. And all of a sudden you're just, you know, wanting to throw the cat out the window or, or just really lose it with somebody or something. And you're really kind of bummed out or you're really depressed. Okay. That's not natural, but be gentle with yourself this is an indication that something is being missed. Something is not being seen for what it really is. Very likely you and your power, and you're not giving yourself the credit you do. You're not living in that zone of possibilities. You have somehow chosen to feel vulnerable. You've given your power away. And again, if you resist this, you're resisting your greater self. What you want to do, as the questioner suggested, suggested, enjoy it, no matter how off balance you are. I mean, this is okay. This is your internal feedback system. If it's beyond the gentle perspective shifts that we all have, then ask yourself, why do I feel like this? I'm alive in a paradise. I'm an eternal spark of God. For me, all things are possible. My thoughts become things. That which I don't like, I can change. Why would I feel like I don't have enough time in the day? Why would I feel like this is beyond my scope of achievability? Why would I feel diminished or less because of someone else's behavior, choices, or words? And therein, you will be led as you enjoy all else that's rocking in your life you will be led to make very fine little adjustments to your perspective so that you can get back to that you know even keel where just life is so beautiful and some days you feel a little more happy than other days but every day you're grateful that's what we want to get to that's still going to have a little ebbing and flowing but it will Gone will be the days when you're just in a bad mood and you're just off and you're just angry and the poor cat or the poor dog is suffering because you've had enough of them, okay? So you're supposed to be in the zone of eternal joy. This is not far-fetched. Ecstasy and bliss awaits all who live in truth. There will still be some modulations, but when you have the day, you're just perfect. Take the invitation to go within, connect some dots, see what you're missing, love yourself, be gentle, don't hide it, don't run away, don't be ashamed. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Everybody has an off day, an out of balance day, but by addressing it while you marvel at the beauty and the, the magnificence of the world around you, connect those dots so that that beauty is seen inside as well, because you're awesome, you're designed to thrive, you're pushed on to greatness every single day, have the most amazing week of your life. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up, this one on heartbreak. Oh, who hasn't been there? I've had my share. Um, Mike, how to get over heartbreak? I've got a couple of little parameters to share with you that are so important. And then I'm going to share with you an epiphany of mine that helped me in my life profoundly. So I'm going to save the best for last. You got to hang in there and watch the whole thing. Uh, First off, initial parameter, nothing, nothing is meant to be. Nothing is supposed to happen. You're not even supposed to be in a relationship. Neither are you supposed to be single. Um, it is what it is. Enjoy your life. Sometimes you're surrounded by friends. Sometimes you're all alone. Sometimes you're madly in love. Sometimes you're, you're you are loved back. Um, with each of the parameters in our life, it is up to us to choose joy and to be our own source of happiness. Our own. To give ourselves permission to be happy without what other people. Are thinking about invariably, all pain in these sacred jungles of time and space arises from misunderstandings. Misunderstanding truth, not necessarily misunderstanding somebody else, although that's a whole nother uh, ball game. But pain arises when you misunderstand something about you, your magnificence the infinite possibilities that lie ahead in this eternal adventure through the cosmos. If you think there's a goodbye or partings or that you've been made less or that you can't be fully realized without somebody in your life, oh my God, what better way to learn of such foolish notions than to go through that and see that you come out just fine on the other end. Can't tell you how many times I wondered in the depths of heartbreak if I would ever be happy again. And then sure enough, whether it's a month or in maybe the worst case, about a year. I was not only happy again, I was happier than I had ever been, which seemed utterly impossible in the depths of my heartbreak. No, this was the last chance. This was the only one. Now I'm getting too old. Everything's changing. this would have been just the, the best of the best, but they failed, or I failed, or something went wrong, and now I'll never have another chance. You will wonder, as I have wondered, was I really that upset? That I really couldn't eat food? That I was throwing up? That I lost 20 pounds, me? And, and you will get, you'll be like, what, what was I on, man? That I was so delusional. And then I realized I escaped with my life. Thank goodness that didn't happen. Thank goodness it didn't continue. I even knew then that it was a broken relationship, but I wanted more than anything to be in it. How delusional, how lost, how confused is that? This is always the case. Now, here is what I've been saving the best for last in this little tune-up. Um, sometimes when I have my own revelations and epiphanies, um, I will excitedly pour them out into a note from the universe. And so here is one such note that came from my own heartache quote, while it's often fashionable to dwell upon what might have been what's usually overlooked is that really and truly it couldn't have because invariably any romanticized versions of how things might have been are based upon fictionalized versions of the past. Be glad things went as they did. You still have forever the universe this is the case when you think oh my god if only things could have gone this way big lie it's based upon a false version of the past you live through you thought he was all that you thought she would see the light you thought that you would be happy forever and ever. You were wrong in all of those instances, yet based on those fallacies, you think you could now be and happily ever after, if only. All of that is a lie. There, there is no such thing as him being the way you thought he was. He wasn't or you'd be there right now together with him happily ever after. He was not that guy. She was not that girl. Nor would anybody ever be that person because the ultimate folly, the ultimate mistake is needing somebody's approval to feel good about yourself. As joyful as you had ever been in their company, you could be that happy and more in your own. And when you get that happy and more in your own, you are going to be a magnet for new, better, healthier relationships than you were ever in before when you saw yourself as flawed and needing to be handled the way the other person you thought was handling you. You know, somebody else was overlooking your imperfections. Somebody else was, um, you know, catering to your, your needs. So fellow adventurers, you could not be more lovable. You could not be more poised for the best of your life. You could not be more radiant in your aloneness than you are now. You just need to see it. Stop fictionalizing the past. Start seeing the truth of your beauty and potential in the moment and then go out with a glad heart or give yourself another week or month or year or 10 to grieve until you finally see the light of day. Stop letting this old relationship hijack your life. It was not what you thought it was. It never could be that. He never, she never lived up to it. Nor were you ready because you were giving away too much of your power. When you see the truth, you're free. Your heartbreak can be healed in an instant. Anything that's bringing you down, bumming you out, making you feel depressed, can be gone in an instant when you see the truth. So ask yourself, you know, what am I not seeing that's there? Um, how else can I approach this situation? How else can I see the truth of what happened? How else can I see the truth of where I am today? and you will then live happily ever after. John fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Uh, great to be in your company again today, although it's a, a, almost a sad uh, question that I'm going to be answering today. Excuse me as I adjust my props here. All right, so yesterday, I answered a question about how to get over heartbreak. And then numerous viewers asked, how do you get over heartbreak when it's a family member who's been alienated, who's turned their back on you, um, and there's zero communication. Uh, And many of the viewers were asking in particular about children that they are estranged from. Uh, With a daughter, a seven-year-old, I can't imagine what that must be like. Uh, I am sure it feels like total and utter hell. But uh, let me do my best to kind of speak to that. Uh, First and foremost, uh, however trite this may seem, um, remember, these sacred jungles of time and space are just like a workbook, a scratchbook where we have exercises and lessons. And yes, beauty and love abounds everywhere, but they are not the end all be all of reality. Um, We are eternal gladiators of love and joy. And we choose our lifetimes for the stage that they will create and the likely adventures and lessons that will be on those stages. And we also choose our parents. Our parents chose us as well. Why? Because we learn well together. Because what I'm going to go through is going to complement what you're going to go through. And it might be ugly sometimes, and it might be awful sometimes. But overall, this workshop will conclude in the blink of an eye. And we're going to be back on the other side, laughing and in love and comparing notes um, and planning the next escapade. So, Uh, What does that mean? If in the middle of this lifetime, your son or daughter, sister, brother, whoever they may be, no longer wants anything to do with you for the most irrational, inane, unreasonable, untruthful of reasons. Uh, I can only tell you that that you are together as family, even if it was an adopted family, there was love, deep, profound love love that goes beyond measure, that words could never speak to. And where there was once love, there is always love. And that they don't want to speak to you, that they are behaving in a weird way, that they're maybe telling lies or maybe telling the truth, or maybe they're not forgiving you for something that you feel awful about. That's just scratch paper in the workbook. That's not who they really are. That they say they don't love you or they act like they don't love you doesn't mean that they don't love you. This goes so beyond what's happening in the circumstances of time and space. You will never be separated from this person. And while there may be a day go by uh, or, or a lifetime go by that you're not in their proximity and not kindly in their thoughts, that has no bearing on the love that must Otherwise, always eternally be there. I assure you, I promise you. I want you to also realize that if there are lies going on, if there's dishonesty, if one parent is pitting um, their kids against you for their own pride, ego, or whatever it is, the truth is always known. And whether or not they consciously buy into it or acknowledge it in a lifetime is irrelevant. They're lost. They're confused. We're all lost. We're all confused a little bit while we're here during these primitive times in space. So the truth is always known. You have only to do your utmost best to hold them with love in your heart. If you can bear it or if you're so angry, don't even go there because you'll be together again in love when you're both ready and all will be supremely well. But rest assured that no one's fooled anyone. You don't need to prove a point. You don't need to state something just so that they finally know. They know, they'll always know. They're, you're connected eternally. Let me tell you something else too that may be easy to say, hard to do, um, but you are so much more than any one relationship. You have life, the gift of life, the adventure and the power and the desire to to go where you please and to love who you want. Um, No single relationship defines who you are. Not even the parent-child relationship, not even the partner-to-partner relationship, not even nothing can capture the essence of who you are and the joy that awaits. And so if one relationship isn't working right now, even if it's with a beloved child or a beloved parent, let there be that space. They're going through what they need to go through. And one day they're gonna know that. And it might be after this lifetime and there might not be a reconciliation this lifetime. But there is reality beyond, there is eternity beyond. This is just like a nighttime dream and you're gonna wake up from this life and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, hallelujah. And you'll have eternity before you, which doesn't mean hurry up and get on the other side. You're here now because you still have Life, you still have time on the stage. It's still your turn. And there's still other people who are yearning for your acknowledgement, yearning for your love, who will love their own lives so much more when you become fully present and no longer distracted by the confusion of somebody else that's now estranged in your life. Do not ever be, do not put yourself in such a place that you define yourself by any single relationship. Okay? You are love, unimaginable. You are love here to grow. Uh, the world is literally spinning in the palm of your hand. And just as I teach with creative visualization, living deliberately, creating consciously, you cannot, I cannot, nobody can either ensure another person's happiness, nor guarantee that somebody else is going to return their human love. Spiritual love is done. Okay. You're intertwined, but you cannot in a lifetime make somebody march to the beat of your drummer. Let there be the space that they are claiming that they want. They, they really do want it at this stage in their confusion and nothing could make matters worse in this state of their confusion for the lessons they need to learn than you trying to meddle and say, love me more. Come back to me. See me for my good qualities. Let it go. Let it go. Focus on the other 7 billion people here who would most, mostly welcome your appreciation. I know that that is all easier said than done. I, I cannot imagine the grief that we go along with having an estranged child. But I know that if that were to happen to me, I'm certainly not immune to the possibility that that will. I will be called inward, and I will go inward, and I will connect the dots, and I will see the truth, and I will know I am loved, and I will know I have eternity, and I know that I am going to be going through what I need to go through because of their behavior, just as they're needing to go through what they're going through because of their behavior that they're putting on you. We're all learning. We're all growing. This is one big dream, and pretty soon the lights are going to come back on, and we're going to go, oh my God, let's go back. Let's go have another life, and this time I'm going to try this, and you're going to try that, and we're going to do this way, and we're going to do it that way, and it's so beautiful. It's still a beautiful world. It's going to be okay. Enjoy your amazing life and your amazing gifts and all the time that still remains, and who knows? They may come around next week, tonight, in two years, or they may not in this lifetime but it's okay. They're going through what they need to go through and you still have ample leeway to be happy if you give yourself permission to. And you need to do that at a minimum. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley and it's time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for joining me. Today's question is one that is uh, a question that shows up maybe every two weeks. Um, and so I'm parsing them all together and, and speaking to forgiveness. The questioners typically come from the perspective of perhaps having done something earlier in their life that they're embarrassed by, or maybe even ashamed of, and they wonder if they will ever be forgiven and they feel like they're carrying a weight and a cloud around with them the rest of their lives, maybe forever more, I want to assure all that you were never judged. There is no God sitting outside uh, wondering whether or not you're good enough to make the cut. God came alive in the dream of life as you. It's one grand adventure, an experiment to love and be loved. And we knew, God knew, that there'd be a lot of stumbling and tripping and falling and ugliness. Ugliness is rampant during these primitive times that we now live. But this is what happens when God gets squeezed down, if you will, into a tiny human body in a very primitive time when people are reacting to life and people think that life is happening to them. And they're not yet aware. God has not yet woken up within the dream to realize that you are happening to life 24-7. Just the way you happen to your nighttime dreams. You create those 24-7 even though, even though in a nighttime dream you think it's happening to you. You created the whole thing. Life is exactly the same way. So if you make a mistake and you trip and fall, and or you hurt somebody, or you violate somebody. This does not mean that's okay, it is not okay. But it happens when you have your blinders on and you think that life is happening to you, you think that life is hard, you think that life's a test, you think that God is angry. Um, No wonder anybody else would have made the same mistakes as you given the naivety you had at the time that you committed those trespasses. So there is zero judgment from the divine to the world and its inhabitants in a lifetime. Therefore, there's nothing to forgive. You're loved. You're already in the winner's circle. You are pure divine energy. And now we can see what pure divine energy does when it forgets that it's pure divine energy. It struggles. It flails. It falls down. It hurts other people but they're just because we don't live in a judgmental universe doesn't mean it's neutral we live in a non-neutral universe it's kind of a double negative we live in a universe where the cards are stacked in our favor where when where when we make a mistake we realize it and we automatically self-heal that these people have even asked these questions and wondering if it's okay means they understand The error in their thinking and their ways, and they're sorry and they're ready to move forward. And my message to you is move forward. There's no devil, there's no hell. There's just confused people at times who do very evil things, but even they are not judged. It's within God's power to recognize, to forgive, to heal, to restore. God has forever. If you want to look at it in terms of God and us, God has forever. And God will accept responsibility for God's creations. God is not going to abdicate, well, it's not me, man. You blew it, dude. I gave you eternity and you just totally screwed it all up. I'm going to torch you. No, my gosh. There is no such separation. No devil, no hell, no God that isn't big enough to accept responsibility for everything you have ever done with a loving heart you have forever as i said yesterday this is not reality this is our workbook our scratch book as somebody rightly pointed out those are words taken from uh, richard bach's beautiful book illusions i highly recommend it life is a workshop okay it is not reality karma karma is not a point system that's misunderstood is there a law of karma yes is it absolute no as soon as you raise your vibration to truth you're off the karmic wheel on to other lessons. So karma is your friend and you can, you can advance through karmic lessons, if you will, without having to pay the piper. Okay. If you were a pirate in the last lifetime, doesn't mean you're going to be pirated this lifetime. Talk about, how good does that get? Um, now this does create a tangent conversation that I have addressed in earlier spiritual tune-ups. Am I blaming the victim? What about Adolf Hitler? What about the evil monsters of the world who absolutely did exist, who absolutely did despicable, atrocious, hideous things? On the Facebook page or in Instagram uh, gallery and in YouTube, my earlier tune-ups are there. I will briefly say that the evil behavior is indisputable. The evil behavior is a function of the confusion I was talking about earlier and those who got caught up in it, uh, who were persecuted, who were divided, who were tortured, who were killed, if you will, for lack of a better word, and I'm not going to go too far in it now because it's never going to put a happy face on the the disgusting things that have happened in humanity. Go to the earlier tune-ups. But if you will, they're not victims. They were volunteers. And that doesn't mean their thoughts became things and that doesn't mean they chose to be of you know in the path of adolf hitler or anything like that but they chose a stage to play out a life where there would be meaning, purpose, order, and lessons gained that they wanted to participate in. And they knew that there was a potential and a probability for craziness in these primitive times and that there might be a rise to power of some absolute lunatic so lost in confusion that they would do horrible things to other people. And still they said, yes, me there now. And remember, as I've shared before, the end of a life does not necessarily characterize the entire life and the end of a life is not the end of an of, of a soul of a being of a personality our personalities as well as our souls continue on beyond death into other adventures into uh, love and camaraderie and joy far closer to reality than the things that happen here in time and space and while they are volunteers i am never have never implied that it's okay. Uh, If you have been violated, press charges, call the police, do what you feel called to do in your heart and your mind for justification, for, um, for balance, for healing, for whatever you need. Nothing I have ever said has justified violence nor excused the hideous, inexcusable behavior of other people. Not an easy one, okay? But there are multiple other Earlier spiritual tune ups on this site that you're watching this broadcast right now, freely available to all. Look for Blame the Victim, look for Adolf Hitler, look for uh, all of the like. Happy Friday, Jumbo fellow adventurers. Thoughts become things. Mike Dooley here. So today's question ah why do people get sick and suffer before dying specifically mike we don't all die easily in our sleep why do most people presumably most i don't know if that's true suffer and get sick prior to death if we choose our human experience before we even get here what's the reason for choosing what's the reason for the choosing of the method of exit, why would someone choose to suffer in the manner that they do? Why would we choose such? Okay, Um, a couple of concurrent concepts um, are implied in this question. First and foremost is that uh, we all choose in advance, uh, not only who we're gonna be, when we're gonna be born, the time of our death, but the method of our death, the only thing that's chosen before a lifetime are the parameters on stage that we will be born into. We choose the time, the millennia, the, the date, the city. We choose our parents. Why? Because we see the likely trajectories that their lives and thereby our own lives might go. We choose parents that might be inclinated towards the arts or inclinated towards drugs or inclinated towards being bad parents or really good parents based on how that will complement what we most want for our adventure. Can you imagine that not everybody wants to be born in Beverly Hills, 90210 with a silver spoon in their mouth? I mean, it might be nice once or twice. But after a few thousand times, you'd be like, come on, I want the real deal. I want to I be really scared. I want to be really happy. I want to get really lost. I want to be totally found. Sometimes you might not want parents that will guide you every step of the way. Sometimes you'd want to find out what your own metal is made of by not having parents that are helicoptering above you. Other times you would exactly want parents that helicopter. You choose the basic initial parameters of the stage of your life given the type of adventures most likely it will create but once you're here oh my gosh anything and everything can and could and does change not typically profoundly i mean if you've got one parent that's drawn to the arts they'll always be drawn to the arts if you have one person who spent their whole lifetime in addiction they'll probably always be in addiction People can change, though, and they do all the time. So nothing is set in stone. While we do pick our parents and the time and space and place and planet and city of our birth, we have no idea, for the most part, the means nor the timing through which that incarnation will end. Once we hit the ground, our adventure begins. We learn, we move, we groove. Now, if you chose to be born into Germany during Hitler's reign, you would see that depending on your culture, what some of the probabilities were. And it happens all the time, sadly, that that children, before they even get to live and hardly think on their own, are taken from us. But this would have been in the realm, in the cards, uh, and seen as a possible outcome of that lifetime. Remember, like I said yesterday and many other times, that the timing of death and the manner of death is not necessarily all that characterizes the lifetime. In fact, it might just be almost irrelevant how somebody dies, given all else that might happen from birth to the time of death. Less true for children, but potentially equally true. So Once you get going in your life, you change. You were leaning this way. Now you're leaning that way. You see new possibilities, new fears, lions, tigers, and bears. The whole world starts changing. You start dealing with the world acting as if it was happening to you as you slowly realize you are happening to earth, to the world. This is what we're all learning right now. You are the prime cause. You are the prime mover of your existence. But until you get there, you're reacting. And so you develop beliefs to help you cope. You develop strengths and gifts and fears and all of that. And as any journey unfolds, the more there is conflict and confusion in one's mind, the more unpredictable and bumpy the path okay so if you get that you're of god by god pure god if you get that everyone's doing their best if you get that you live in a paradise hurled through the cosmos on this beautiful emerald planet all of a sudden everything starts getting easier you're in tune with reality you're in alignment with truth your health improves your joy improves and it's is very very likely depending on other desires criteria and fears that you're going to have a smooth passage from this world to the next at whatever age suits your adventure and suits your other thoughts. Conversely, if you're scared and you're fearful and you think God's angry and people are mean, or it's all one big random accident that we're even alive at all, all of these bogus thoughts out of alignment with fear will bring about chaos. Just like In the smallest of ways, internal confusion will lead to the common cold, just like global confusion with priorities and the like will lead to a pandemic. And it's these ailments that give us pause to self-reflect and find out what we're missing. Now, not everybody takes the bait. Not everybody knows they have that power, but you know. So here's my challenge to you. Where do you hurt today? Physically, back pain, ankle pain, whatever, headaches, or emotionally? Where do you hurt today? And that is where you are out of alignment with truth. And I'm not taking away from the fact that maybe some jerk did something awful to you. That could happen. But where were you out of alignment with truth that made such a transgression uh, become plausible, become made manifest. Yesterday I talked about blame the victim. There's other um, spiritual tune-ups where I talk about similar concepts. Uh, So I am not justifying things. I am not blaming victims. Uh, It's a much more tricky uh, equation than just saying, oh, he's blaming the victim. I would never blame the victim. We're all here learning and we often have unexpected manifestations and the case in point here with this question is the unexpected manifestation of a slow and painful death, as implied by several questioners of this topic. So I want to throw out one other thing that might not readily come to mind when trying to understand somebody else's passage. My mother, who I was extremely close to my entire life, Probably talked on the phone maybe every day of my adult life. Passed away about four or five years ago. And it was a slow, long decline through Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, whatever, you know. About 10 years was her decline. Almost always throughout it all, she knew who I was. And if she didn't, I would laugh and I would remind her and she would laugh and say, oh yeah. But there were a few times that she, She confused me with her brother, her uncle, and different folks. But for the most part, she was able to have at least a short-term conversation. And I would wonder, I always did wonder, why would people, not why would people choose that? It would come about, as I just shared, through confusion, misunderstanding, not being aligned with truth. But... I would also wonder if somebody's done with their life lessons and, uh, you know, their higher self knows that um, and, uh, you know, w- why not just go, why not just, you know, get hit by a train or, or something like, or have a stroke or just quickly disappear, uh, so to speak and when this happened to my mother and it lasted 10 years and not all of those 10 years were bad There was a lot of good times in those 10 years although she was not her former person Um, i realized something in her passing Um, it was the day i had dreaded my entire life literally dreaded since i was a teenager the passing of my mother yet when i got the phone call from my sister there was far more relief than grief. And it made me think, maybe that crazy old lady chose a slow departure for me and my siblings, knowing how close all of us were, that this would be one way to better reconcile and move beyond her passing than if, on the other hand, she had suddenly just dropped dead and totally shocked us. We would have I don't know how we would have ever recovered. Maybe sometimes people choose a way out that you would never choose uh, based on the surface appeal of it. But there was an underlying motivation that took into account your love for them or somebody else's love for them, even if they're, no matter what the circumstances. And this could be equally true of somebody dying quickly. There could be reasons for other people that that would serve the greatest good. I I always advocate, don't try to figure that all out. Just know there was order. There's perfection, there's healing, there's love raining down upon all of us 24-7. Nothing is as it appears. We are all eternal beings. No goodbye is permanent. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!